Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila here from Greater Orlando and I'm here joined with Timbrel Hildebrand reporting from Crowley, Texas. And today we're going to be talking about Sleeping Beauty. Huzzah! <laughs> so what is your initial thoughts of Sleeping Beauty? Um, I think it's a good movie. It's a very visually stunning movie. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun in kind of a whimsical fairy tale way. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah, let's get some uh, background about it, and it's kind of a long background. So let's see. Uh, after the uh, like the critical and commercial success of Cinderella, uh, Sleeping Beauty began. Uh, the writing process of it began in early 1951. Uh, the partial story elements regard like originated from the ideas from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves that were like dropped out from it, uh, which were, like uh, which included Maleficent's capture of Prince Philip. And his dramatic escape from her fortress, and some sequences uh, from Cinderella, like where, like a fantasy sequence where the leading protagonists are dancing on a on a cloud, which was developed but that was dropped from the film. In the middle of 1953, uh, director Wilfred Jackson uh, had recorded the dialogue and assembled a story reel, and was to commence for like for a preliminary animation work, where. Uh, Aurora and Philip were to meet in the forest and dance, though Disney, the guy, decided to throw out that sequence, which just delayed the film from its initial 1955 release. And for a number of months, uh, Jackson and another guy named Ted Sears and two other story writers underwent to rewrite the story, uh, which received a lukewarm response, a lukewarm response from Disney. Uh, so during the rewriting process, the story writers felt that the original fairy tale's second act felt a bit bizarre, and with the wake up kiss serving as like a climactic moment, they decided to concentrate the first half finding the strength in the romance. However, they felt like the romance was a bit uh, underdeveloped between the prince and the princess. That the storyboard the storyboardists uh, worked out like an elaborate sequence in which the king organized the treasure hunt. Uh, the idea was uh, dropped, uh, and then it became too drawn out, and it drifted from the storyline. Uh, so instead, it was written that Philip and Aurora would meet in the forest by random chance, while uh, while Aurora was conversing with the with the forest animals. Additionally, because the original like Peralt tale had like a curse, the had the curse was supposed to last like a hundred years, but the writers decided to shorten it to like a couple of hours, with a time spelt with uh, Philip battling the go the goons and overcoming the several obstacles and fight off against uh, the maleficent transformed dragon so uh and then they came to the name of aurora which was not the original uh name that she had uh but it was her original name in the tchaikovsky ballet but this name uh occurred in the Peralt version not as her name but as her daughter's name and in hiding, she is called uh, Briar Rose, which is the name of the princess in the in the Brothers Grimm version. So the prince was uh, given the first name. Like, oh yeah, I know he was uh, he was uh, named. He was the first person to ever be named in a Disney film. Uh, the other two being the one from Snow White, who was just called the Prince, and the other one in Cinderella, who was just called Prince Charming. And he was named Philip because it was the most familiar name to Americans in the 1950s. 
because of uh, <laughs> Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, who is uh, married to Queen Elizabeth II. So in December of 1953, Jackson suffered a heart attack, and as a result of which, uh, directing animator Eric Larson, who was one of the nine old men, took over as director. And by April 1954, Sleeping Beauty was scheduled for a February 1957 release. Uh, with Larson as the director, Disney like instructed Larson, whose uh, unit was supposed to animate the entire forest sequence, uh, that the picture would still be like a moving illustration and that would be like, like supposed to like elevate animation. And he added that, uh, he did not care how long that would take. So because of that, the there was like multiple delays and it was then pushed back to 1957 from 1957 to 1958. And, uh, another member of the nine old men, Milt Call, would blame, uh, Disney for these numerous delays because he wouldn't have story meetings and he wouldn't get the darn thing moving. So, well, he didn't say darn. It, it had said the harder word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so relatively late in production, Disney removed Larson as the supervising director and replaced him with Clyde Geronimi, who would be like the final director, and directing animator Wolfgang Retherman, uh, with George Geronimi as the sequence director uh, over this climactic dragon battle of sequence, commenting that... Uh, they took like they wanted to take the approach that they were going to kill Prince Philip, but that that didn't happen. So uh, Les Clark, who was another member of the Dine Old Men, would serve as a sequence director of the elaborate opening scenes where the crowds and the citizens of the kingdom would arrive in place for the presentation of the Princess Aurora. And and then the, then the rest is history. The thing came out and that's that. Well, well. Yeah. So, what did you think about, like, the numerous delays? Do you think that was good on Disney's end? Well, I mean, I, I didn't know there were so many delays. I mean, the final product, it looks like it turned out okay, but, I mean, I, I guess we'll never know if it would have been better the other way. Yeah, maybe there's, like, an alternate timeline where that's the case. <laughs> so, uh, the character of Aurora. Actually, Aurora wasn't that big of a character in this film. I, like, no, she's not. She's not really that big of a character. Yeah, like if the if I had to choose who the main characters were, it would have to be the fairies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what what make what uh what's your thoughts on that? Like since she's a princess, shouldn't I mean, shouldn't she I be like me? Yeah. Like I don't mind it. I mean, I think it would be a little interest. It, it would probably make a little bit more sense if we got to see more of her. But I still think the fairies are very interesting characters so it's cool to see uh it's cool to see them sort of carry the story i think mm -hmm. and what's your what's your opinion on the uh like the relationship between aurora and philip i mean it's definitely i know it's not obviously you know we have a fairy tale here so it's not going to be super developed but in comparison to the to it uh, i guess the disney princess predecessors it was definitely developed more so you got a little bit more time to like the two of them i guess yeah like especially the big the major thing that's supposed to like connect them is that sequence in the uh in the forest where they're singing once upon a dream mm -hmm. yeah and then and then that's it because they're like hey we just met now we're in love yeah but i mean that's pretty much the same for like all rom-coms even the non-fairy tale type that's true. 
And it's kind of funny how they like met each other, even though they were destined to be patrolled. To yeah, patrolled. that's pretty funny. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, I'm going to marry this girl I just met. And they're like, no, you got to marry Prince Aurora. And then us as the audience were like, hey, that is Prince Ar- Princess Aurora. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> so, yeah. so then we got like the main villain, which is Maleficent. What did we think of her? Oh, I think she's a great villain. She's dynamic. She's interesting. Um, she, I mean, I just think she's, she's a fun villain, you know, because it's interesting you get to see... There aren't always... Actually, you know, Disney sort of does do a bunch of female villains, but she's by far one of the more interesting ones just because she's so powerful and so unapologetically evil. I, I think that makes her fun. Yeah, I think Maleficent is literally means evil in in etymology. Um, so, and what about, like, the sequence where she turns into a dragon? I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the older Disney movies weren't afraid to get a little bit more violent. Oh, snap, yeah. So, did you like the violence in it? Like, the more violent stuff? I mean, I think it makes it feel a little bit more adventurous. So, I like that, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'd say... It doesn't, I don't really feel right saying I liked the violence. <laughs> but um, but it, it was definitely... Um, it definitely was interesting. I think it kind of raised the stakes a bit. Absolutely. And then also... Uh... Like, I kind of secretly wanted Maleficent to win. That was my oh, thing. Oh, wow. Because I, th- I thought, like, the dragon looked so cool. Because I was like, oh, that's such a cool thing. I don't want it to lose. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there's that. And then, so, did you think, like, Maleficent's uh, motivation was that justified? Because her entire thing was that she wasn't invited to a, a birth <laughs> ceremony or something. I mean, personally, I'm kind of like, that seems a little bit excessive. You want to wreck these people's lives just because you didn't get invited to the party. But, you know, she's super evil, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess when you... And also, apparently, I think I read this somewhere. This may or may not be true, though. But, uh, like, in older times, you know, not... When you when you excluded a person of importance within the kingdom from a large event, that was a very big insult, even if the person was someone you didn't like, like Maleficent. But, uh, you know, I mean, with her track record, I don't really blame them for not inviting her. Yeah. So if, the, if, if what you read was true, then I guess it could be justified in that regards as like... If she's as evil as she is. Oh, yeah. So and then also they have like the new remake that tried to make her more likable and stuff. Yeah. So how did you think like this character would compare to this newer version? definitely different because i mean they're trying to make her sympathetic they completely i mean in maleficent i know we're not talking about that movie but they pretty much rewrite the story and i think it's a fairly interesting rewrite but it's definitely not the same so it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges yeah and that version uh stefan the king was like really a, a terrible person and then yeah. and then this one he is like supposed to be this more loving more loving person like a like a caring father figure Oh, no, I love the Kings. I think they're hilarious how they were hanging out and drinking and stuff. Another thing that kind of makes it look a little, that makes it a little bit more adult of a movie than some of the other animated Disney flicks. Yeah, like, and also have that loot player who was, like, just chugging wine. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I thought he was funny, though. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I was like, wow, I think, 
I think your loot player is an alcoholic. I think you might have to go to AA, medieval AA. Maybe. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. About this movie that I think kind of sets it apart from some of the older uh, Disney films, not just the the change in animation, which is very starkly different, mm-hmm. just because it's more stylistic and less naturalistic, like uh, in Cinderella or Snow White. It's uh, how some of the characters, especially Philip, like he was the first, I guess, Disney prince with personality, and that's why I absolutely adore him. Yeah, what what personality do you say he would have? Well, I just mean like. Of course, there's not very much because the the film is focused mainly on the the fairies. But anytime he did get to have like a little scene, like I thought his little because you know before uh, before Philip, you know you had Prince Charming, like you said, and then the prince, and they had literally nothing to show that they had any character. Their mm-hmm. character was just they were handsome. Yeah. And you <laughs> see nothing else. But with uh, but with Philip. You could see him talking to his horse. You see he's a little goofy and stuff like that. You could see him talk to Aurora a little bit. Like, you kind of get to see that he's sort of fun-loving. You, you get to see the kind of person that he is. And I especially like his interactions with his dad when he's telling him, oh, hey, I met this girl and we're going to get married. And he goes, no, you have to marry a princess. And he said, oh, father, you're living in the past. It's the 14th century. And I just think that's so funny that they threw that in. Yeah. Because it throws in a little modern feel with the father-son relationship i absolutely adored that yeah it's definitely really really good especially since we have to like it definitely makes you want him to succeed in his journey and, yeah for sure yeah and it was it's super great to see some types of like characterization in in these types of films uh yeah and so do uh so in this whole thing about like the prince rescuing a princess and all that kind of stuff what is how do you feel about that whole storyline? The prince rescuing the princess? Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just kind of your basic fairy tale. I don't really have a problem with it. Okay. It's kind of just a, it's your average fairy tale. Yep. Well. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not, you know, it's definitely not my go-to story. You know, it's not what I enjoy more than most. Like I like to see. Especially, you know, since we don't get to see much development in Aurora's character. But, I mean, that's mainly because she's not really the main character. The She's more of a plot point than a character. And if you think of her more like that, I think it doesn't bother me as much that it's all about her being sort of like a damsel in distress. Because she's not so much of a main character as she is. She's kind of representing just sort of in, the innocent, more or less. So it makes sense that she'd be naive and you know, make foolish decisions and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of your, uh, you know, tale as old as time sort of thing, you know, Absolutely. Uh, prince and princess sort of thing. Yeah. And plus we don't, we do have strong female characters in this film, like the fairies. Oh, for sure. The, the fairies have to fix everything basically. Mm-hmm. They're like the, like the janitors of the, of the kingdom. Yeah. And then they're like, when Maleficent came in and just cursed Aurora, they were like, ah, we gotta, we we could save this, we could fix it. But instead yeah. of making her die, she's like, oh, she'll just sleep. Yeah, I love the fairies. The fairies are so much fun. I think Meriwether's probably my favorite because I feel like her most of the time. How it, she'd constantly, like, start flying towards something and they'd grab her cape to pull her back. Like, that feels like that's me most of the time. Like, I'm about to run out and do something and people like, don't do that. Lol. Did, is Mary Weather the green one? 
No, that's the blue one. Oh, okay, Meriwether's the blue one. And her yes. and her and who, which one's the pink one? That was Flora. Okay, and then her and Meriwether and Flora are constantly battling over like the the colors. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, and then Fleshy Wallace wants to like uh Meriwether's the one who wants to use magic to get out of like situations. Mm-hmm. Or like to like solve tasks. And 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 who was her name? Fawn? Fauna? Fauna. Fauna wants to be like, hey, we could do this ourselves. And that's a really good contrast in character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, so yeah, then we got like those types of characters, which definitely propel the story along. And we can definitely relate to them. Like you, like you said, you definitely relate to Meriwether. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then like those types of, those types of things. Uh, and then also they're trying to like, we can tell that they definitely do care for Aurora when they try to like throw like this surprise like birthday party for her. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that was pretty nice. And then and then all that kind of things. Uh and then we also have like uh like the the characterizations of Maleficent in in the film. Who could also be construed as like has portrayed as like another strong female character, even though she's the villain, but she's definitely the most like dynamic of all the characters and definitely the most memorable. Uh, I would say that she is definitely like the most memorable villain in this entire era of 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 uh, Disney films. Would you agree? Yeah, because she's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I used to like. I remember when I had when I, I had when I was really young back in 1999. I went to Disney World. And I got this uh, Maleficent dragon stuffed animal type thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I still have it. I don't know if I still have it. It might be back at my parents' place. But that was like the coolest thing. And I loved that stuffed animal. And it was awesome. That's so cute. Yeah. So uh, I got to go find it. Maybe I can have, I could take a picture of it. And then I'll, I'll <laughs> post it on there. And That'd so, be fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's like these types of films that definitely... Uh, definitely like impact us and it definitely helped me like with my creative juices and everything because ever since then like I thought like that's when I like started like getting inspired to make my own stories and everything really Sleeping Beauty yeah Sleeping Beauty that was a good movie like I watched it when I was yeah it was I I watched it when I was really young but it was mostly the dragon because I thought the dragon was cool (laughs) that sounds about right yeah so I would just like make stories about like dragons and stuff, and that's when it came. That's how it like my creativity flew, flew, flow, like Neat. yeah. So, so uh, any like final thoughts you have about the the film? I mean, not really. It's a it's a good movie. I think it's worth watching if nothing else, just for the visual aspect of it, because the animation is very. It, it kind of changed in Disney in this movie and you see that kind of alteration in the movies that followed and you know it's just it's a fun movie it's a fun little fairy tale and it's adventurous so (laughs) check it out yeah you might have to cover like smaller kids eyes a little bit i definitely wouldn't recommend it for younger children (laughs) yeah especially with like the uh the goons are kind of creepy looking in some scenes uh what was that maleficent's creepy oh maleficent (laughs) she is really scary um, and For you sure. and you said like the uh, animation like kind of uh, the the style kind of like changed in this film. Well, from from other from pre, from 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 pre Sleeping Beauty movies for sure because 
you notice that like in films like uh, Snow White, Pinocchio, uh, uh, Cinderella, you know, it's very naturalistic. But with this, you see a little bit more stylization. The proportions are a little bit more skewed with the different character with um with the characters so that they look more cartoony for lack of a better word yeah like i know the animation style was also it's it it was classified as a it it says here rococo is the the style of art which is supposed to be like yeah it's just supposed to be like late baroque type of style um and it was supposed to like draw from like like a like a combination of medieval art and art deco design uh, yeah, it was pretty cool looking. Yeah, and then they kind of like tried to make it more like cartoonish. Which do you think that kind of like stuck to it later on? Like that's what they stuck with. Oh yeah, because I mean, in the prince, at least I'm thinking more of like the princess movies that followed, kind of like. And I know this is much much later, but even in, in films like uh, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, you can see that similar kind of style. Just in that. Um, the, the body proportions aren't quite as naturalistic. The girls have, or the characters have big eyes or bigger heads that aren't necessarily proportionate to their necks, you know? And the girls have really kind of like triangular-shaped uh, torsos so that their waists are really small, stuff like that. Uh, I think it, the style, yeah, it definitely didn't stay the same, but it certainly stuck to yeah. extent. Yeah, and I think it definitely, like, improved for the better because I think it's definitely much, like, it's pleasing to to watch and it's pleasing to look at yeah definitely yeah so that's uh sleeping beauty would you definitely recommend this film oh yeah for sure yeah i would definitely recommend it like probably watch it with your older kids like maybe (laughs) like six or seven and up like what would you what would you rate this film um i'd say i'd give it eight out of ten stars eight out of ten stars i think that's what i'll give it to 8 out of 10. Check it out. It is a classic, and it's classic for a reason. And it's really, yeah, it, sure. yeah, it's really fun. It's a really fun watch. And that is it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.